it's not even summertime yet, but boy does it feel hot and humid. Welcome to Alabama. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of June 20th, 2013. We say it's not summer yet, but tomorrow actually is the beginning, the first we're official one day, day away of summer, from right? Summertime. So. A little bit early, I'll say happy summer solstice. And happy summer solstice to you and to everyone. I hope it is a good summer for you. Right. It it certainly is shaping up to be a hot summer for us. That's right. The the humidity is just, um, well, inescapable, really. You can come inside. You can even turn the air conditioning on. But you can't escape the conditions that um, it creates for growing outside, for... um, you know, insects, but we'll get to the bad things first. Let's talk a little bit about some advantages that you might have from humidity. And we probably need to confess here at the outset before we get into the advantages that this is a podcast that's not so much what you should do, but it's like, what should you do, question mark? Yeah, we, we don't really have the don't answers. don't have the answers. No. Um, we're just struggling right now, and we're going to tell you uh, how we're managing it, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. But yes, in answer to your question, there are some real advantages to the humidity. Um, We just learned, like two or three days ago, about a problem out west in Nevada and Arizona where their mulch is catching on fire. The humidity is so low. They have humidity down in the single digits. Oh, may God smite me with that condition. Exactly. Oh, what a terrible thing. But it, it would be a terrible thing to have our mulch Well, yes, that fire. would be. And, and, uh, there, and also, I haven't spent that much time in really dry conditions, but um, I'm told that you can tell a difference in your skin, that um, moisture, you know, if you're, if you're your, the moisture is sapped out of your skin in a really arid environment. So um, skin care is a little easier here in the South. And it's great for growing mushrooms. It's nice and humid. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Too bad we're not grow growing. Mushrooms, yeah. That's right. We're not growing we're not any growing mushrooms. Any. But boy, it would be great growing conditions for them. Yeah. But, you know, there are some other bigger problems. And that's kind of what we're going to address today. Um we certainly, actually, I have mushrooms growing out amongst my strawberries, and I don't mean the edible kind. Well, and I have some mushrooms growing on the orchard floor, and I have no idea. They may be edible. Well, we're, we're not going not to try them. To know. We're not going to try them. No. And we won't try them. That's it right. It can cause organ damage and kill you, basically. But um, but whatever the in the moisture, the moist air that would facilitate growing edible mushrooms, it's also facilitating growing undesirable mushrooms in places that we don't want them. And other kinds of fungi, yeah, uh, including the kind of fungi that can make it very difficult to grow fruit, for example. Um, There's a constant struggle here in the Deep South to grow fruit organically because Mm -hmm. we don't use fungicide. And I've been harvesting my garlic the past couple of weeks. We talked about the first phase of that 
on May around the time of May 20th, which is when I harvested the first crop, just finished harvesting the second crop, and I'm trying to dry it out. But it's increasingly difficult to dry the stuff out when the air is full of moisture. So, um, and and of course, the, the, the heat index is higher. It is harder to feel cool when it's humid outside. It is. It, and boy, on those occasional days when the humidity is comparatively low, and by comparatively low, we mean as low as 80% in the morning, let's say, and as low as 45% in the afternoon. That's delightful here in the Deep South. Yeah. And it feels great, but that's not the rule. The rule would be humidity in the mid-90s in the morning and, gee, maybe 55% or 60 yeah. in the afternoon. So it basically feels like a sauna most of the time. And, of course, we've had a good bit of rain, too. The, the typical summer pattern of the th- thunder boomers that come along and, of course, it's kind of hard to dry things out when we keep getting rain. Not that I'm complaining about rain. You, you understand. bet. We're always glad to have. In fact, uh, just this week we had a nice storm. When was it? I guess it was on uh, t- uh, Monday. We had yeah. uh, more than half an inch of rain. Well, that's which really is great. good. So, and of course, another problem it creates, and this is more an indoor problem, is mildew. We have a, a closet, one closet in particular, where unfortunately I'm storing most of my clothing and um, it's a constant battle to keep it from smelling like mildew. Um, my shoes actually did mildew. I had to clean those off. So and I had a, a nice a, wool suit that mildewed. I had to send it to the cleaners for no reason other than to deal yeah. with the mildew. And I've had to do the same thing with some dry cleanable clothes. So um, it's just something that... Um, we can talk about ways to cope later, but let, suffice it to say, if you lived in a dry environment, and even in the wintertime here, we don't have that kind of humidity in the wintertime. Oh, no. It's fine so, in the winter. So This is a summer it's phenomenon. It's a summertime issue. In fact, a couple of years ago, it got so bad that in the apartment where we ra- rarely use the air conditioning, some of the furniture mildewed. And it was that much harder to clean it when not only are you trying to wipe off dust, you're trying to scrub the mildew off the furniture. So it's just not a, oh, and my envelopes, you know, the one, oh, kind yeah. with the gums, the, they're, <laughs> they're not, they yeah. They don't the come ready to, to stick. They're, you're supposed to lick them to stick them, yeah. but because of the mildew, they're already sticking Because of together. the humidity anyway. Yeah, oh, they I'm sorry, mildew. because of the yeah. humidity. So, you know, those are some issues. Now, let's talk about what we're doing to cope. Uh, first, let's start with the outdoors, our plants, uh, plants that are, you know, more susceptible to disease, which many diseases spread more easily in humid conditions, hot, humid conditions. Um, then you choose varieties that are suited to the conditions that we have. Um, and some of them, there are some things I'd like to grow that, you know, I'm just not going to be able to, not to mention with the heat and humidity, we have more insect problems because the insects kind of love these mm-hmm. conditions and they yeah. hang around longer. And then it doesn't get cold enough in the wintertime, as we've talked about before, to kill them off. So uh, that's a constant battle as well. And one way that gets played out is in peaches. We love peaches. We would love to grow peaches on top of peaches. But growing peaches organically in the hot, humid central Alabama heat um, is just very difficult. We do have peaches. I think we've got maybe 
five or six. They're pretty trees. small. They're small. Well, I mean, we're getting the August Prince is actually producing nice fruit, and we'll get some peaches off of it this year. But you can't depend on the production year to year. There, there's always a risk that you're going to have some kind of fungus or disease or whatever. And people who raise peaches professionally, like in Chilton County and Georgia peaches and so forth, count on it. They're spraying. They're, they're using all kinds of poison to keep those peaches looking nice and pretty to make it to the grocery store. Yeah. So, you know, that's a struggle for, as we've said, certain types of plants and trees um, are going to be more difficult to grow if we're not willing to use um, insecticide and um, herbicides. But um, And so far so we are far, not. Yeah. And so far we're not. Um, th- it's, of course, as we've mentioned, less comfortable when it's hot and humid. And uh, that's, we don't have to really spend a lot of time talking about that because anybody who's ever lived in a hot, humid environment knows. And you do get used to it. Other, Yeah, exactly. Other than to say that once you get accustomed to it, it feels okay. I mean, it's not like you're thinking, oh, how delightful this hot, humid weather is. But you get used to it so that it doesn't keep you from doing what you need to do. Well, and you change around your work schedule. I try to do most of my outdoor, out-in-the-garden work either early in the morning or later in the afternoon when it's the sun's not bearing down. And now that doesn't mean it's not just as humid, but it, if it's not as hot, at least there's that part. Plus, I'm not as likely to get sunburned, which is another issue. So, um, and I use sunscreen anyway. But the point is, uh, part of getting used to it is adapting your schedule so that you don't spend any more time out in it than you have to. And we have learned to take lots of showers. <laughs> showers are our friend. Yeah, you don't want to take a hot shower this time of the year, but sort of lukewarm or tepid, thats it yeah. really cools you and down. And we've learned that cold showers don't really help either. A cold shower is just miserable. Well, you may have learned that. I actually don't take cold showers intentionally. <laughs> the last time I had a cold shower, I was at camp when they didn't have any more hot yeah. water. So <laughs> it's, it's not something we seek. Um, no. But uh, uh, sort of a lukewarm shower, as you say, really hits the spot. And even if we have not been working hard and we're not, you know, dirty from the work we're doing here on the farm, even if we've just been um, working indoors, a quick trip through the shower can do wonders for your frame of uh, frame right. of mind. Yeah, um, the mildew issue is another um, problem. As I said, it's more of an indoor thing. Um, if you, it is cooler in the mornings. And so we're tempted to leave the place shut up. Our friend Tony Adrian, who lives in South Louisiana, he's now in the he's down in the bayou. He does this. He opens his windows overnight and then closes them in the morning and keeps that cool air in his dwelling. And then as the air expands, it's supposedly gets drier because it expands. That has not been our experience when we tried doing that. That's when the furniture mildewed. Yes. Because um, we were it felt a lot cooler inside when we didn't open the bet. windows. Yeah, you could keep it cooler and it was really not all that uncomfortable. But boy, it stayed humid and that was just murder on the furniture. Yeah, so we've we've learned our lesson about that. And that was probably when your envelopes got 
their yes. worst dose. You know what I've I've taken to doing with the envelopes is I actually store them in a plastic bin out in the storage room, which for whatever reason doesn't get that humid. Well, I think it has to it, do it does get hot. with the way we're sort of keeping the humidity in, particularly in the closet. We'll talk about that in a minute here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't have mildew problems out in the storage room because yeah. that's an area that we don't. Um, it the, the western sun comes in the window there. It gets extremely hot, but it's a dry heat in there. I don't. It's a dry heat. It's a dry right? heat, which you know they say. Oh, it's a dry heat. You know, it's not the heat; it's the humidity. If, if it's a dry heat, it feels fine. Well, no, it really doesn't feel fine. <laughs> well, parenthetically, I don't know whether I'm messing things up, but I have noticed now that we've put the vent in your storage room, mm-hmm. it does get warm in there in the, in the on a summer yes. afternoon. But all I have to do is open a couple of doors. And that cool outside air will rush in, and it will cool off that storage it room does very help. quickly. Yeah, it does help. It does um, help. But the, the big challenge is the closed closet, which is, um, and I, I guess it's that whole phenomenon of, because it does stay cooler in there. Um, you know, the, the experience that we had when we said we've left the, the apartment closed up, it, if the, without air circulating, and if you leave it shut up, then the air stays cool, but that moisture forms and it stays moist, apparently, and then things mildew. And we have recently taken to using a dehumidifier in there just when it gets terrible. When you're, you're, you can walk in and you smell the mildew, you know we've got mm-hmm. a problem. So we turn yeah. that dehumidifier on. And I really and- wish I had started doing it earlier before the shoe problem. But um, And I'll know next year. I'll just say, you know... When it, we begin to have this kind of weather, I'll just from time to time run the dehumidifier in there and try to keep it down. Um, what it reminds me of is our old basement or our basement in our old house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a real humidity problem down there. And when we were trying to sell the house, I just started running the dehumidifier down there 24-7. And it was so much better. It really helped. So Yeah, the difficulty is, is running a dehumidifier is, that's an energy hog. Oh, it is. It's not we a good thing. We cannot afford to run the dehumidifier often. It needs to be sort of a quick on and off kind of but thing. But it's such a small area, you can do that in there. The basement, we had to run longer because we had a large area. But I, I think, think in a small another, area, you can do um, it step that may make a difference with that closet is to be attentive to when we leave the door open. If we leave the door open overnight, for example, and then we close it in the morning, that's sort of the worst possible step to take. Well, while we're talking about it, I try not to ever leave it open because, um, unless the Roomba's cleaning in there, because it's cedar lined and the whole idea was to keep moths out. And I think that may make sense. If we leave it open at all, it should be during the heat of the day, like between two and four. And I would like like to keep it closed completely for the reason I mentioned. I'm cool on that. We'll just um, try to keep it closed all the time and see if that improves things. And, you know, of course, we... I was keeping it closed before when we've had the mildew problems before. I really think just every now and then running the dehumidifier, getting it the moisture out and just being attentive to it, and then not doing the worst-case scenario that you just mentioned of keeping it open at night and then closing it um, should help solve the problem. 
And one last thought, just a little bit about air conditioning. Uh, we, as you know, we seldom use air conditioning here in the barn. Every now and then we turn on the air conditioning in the lodge when we're entertaining a group or something like that. And if you are running air conditioning all the time, you probably are worried a lot less about mildew than we are because when the air conditioning is running, it's drying out the air. It's That's pulling right. moisture out of the air all the time. The difficulty is you're not going to be able to do that very much longer. You're going to have to live without air conditioning eventually because I know you're not going to be able to rely on the grid the way you've been accustomed to. And so we stand in the bow of your ship and we are predicting the kind of life you're going to be living soon. Um, so I, I guess I would commend our struggle to you and encourage you to think through how we're handling it so you can be ready for that time when it comes and you cannot depend on air conditioning. Okay, that's my doomer word. <laughs> I was going to say, just on a lighter note, um, and I, as I mentioned to you before we started, I don't want the focus though, of this to just be about indoors and air conditioning and all, because the fact of the matter is humidity, even if you had all the energy in the world, you can't dehumidify the outdoors. So we're trying to look at the big picture here of issues involved with humidity that affect growing and, as you said, certain diseases on plants. Um, and I think whether you ha choose to use air conditioning until you just absolutely can't anymore, um, which is certainly your choice um, or not, the fact of the matter is everyone has to deal with, if they live in a humid climate, what to do about it, especially in hot weather. And, and how we, to deal with it with your plants and so right. forth. And, You're right. And as we've said, we're offering a few little solutions we have. Uh, they're certainly minor, uh, but it's it's always going to be a struggle, and we just have to accept that fact uh, when we choose to live in this part of the world. So, But if you live somewhere out in Arizona, my hat's off to you. Enjoy the, the lack of humidity. Um, and if you live in the perfect climate, I don't know where that would be, Hawaii or something. My hat's really off to you. But um, we're here. We're It's summertime, and we're just off to the races. We hope that you get through your summertime in a pleasant manner, and uh, we're all looking forward to fall. Have a great week. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.